She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... The Secrets of Life. This episode was written and produced by Philip Dauber and edited by Tom Valens. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And this episode aired on Saturday, February 25th, 1978. But before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about our last episode, Anastasia. Tori did all the research on that one, and then we didn't record for months and months. So one, her research was a little old. She'd forgotten some of it. And then also I was just going off memory, and I said some things that I'm not super comfortable with. And I haven't edited it yet, so I'm not sure if I can cut them out. But basically I talked about, like, possible mental illness and then kind of the weirdness of their relationship. So... She did suffer from mental illness like her entire life. I mean, obviously, when she was found in the river, she had attempted, Mm -hmm. you know, made an attempt on her life. Their relationship also was fraught. So he was already like a local eccentric. And then I talked about how it was kind of creepy. So it turns out like there were many, many social calls that were made to their house because they kind of lived in like squalor and were kind of like hoarders. And Uh so there was a lot of like social care issues with them and then also when she finally ended up having to be put into a home he um kidnapped her at one point and they traveled around and lived in a car and ate fast food and were found in very bad shape and then she eventually died because she had an untreated like gangrene blockage in her intestines and died from that surgery so yeah so i mean i felt i was talking about how like you know mental illness and their relationship was kind of creepy and it just kind of it kind of sat bad with me after i looked into some more stuff so i just wanted to bring that up that yeah there was definitely some issues with her life that were lifelong so and that's not Anastasia. That's the woman who, that was Anna Anderson, the woman who. Right. The woman who thought she was Anastasia. Obviously, Anastasia <laughs> was killed by the Russians in like 1918. 19, yeah. 1718. 19, yeah. See, I don't even remember the dates. That's how bad I am. So, yeah. And then also, they learned who she wasn't through DNA. They also learned who she actually was through DNA. And Tori gave the name because they found the descendants of that person and used the DNA to prove that as well. So they proved it on both ends that she wasn't Anastasia and that she was the person who's, um, I don't have the document up because i'm lazy and i didn't pull it up so i apologize but yeah the person we mentioned the episode is actually who she was so polish Mm -hmm. descent so yeah i just wanted to clear that up because i felt kind of yeah i mean mental illness and like suicide attempts are kind of a thing that both of us have going on you know that kind of have touched our lives and so yeah so it's kind of an important thing and i just felt kind of weird afterwards talking about it so yeah totally yeah Usually I bring it down at the end, so this time I brought it down at the beginning. <laughs> now we're going to bring it up. And what else brings uh, up life but the sound of a heartbeat? <gasps> In ultraviolet light, a technician purifies the very essence of life. Scientists have acquired profound new abilities. They can read the secret code of life and change its genetic structure. The greatest of mysteries could soon be solved. We could discover how a human being develops from a single egg. We might even find out what causes life. (gasps) In a laboratory in San Francisco, 
Seven scientists have joined forces on a fantastic quest. They are seeking to penetrate the mysteries of life. They can take the stuff of life out of cells, dissect it in a test tube, and begin unlocking its deepest secrets. Da-da! In search of the secrets of life. <laughs> also, seven scientists like the Justice League or something. So, yeah, it's an yeah. elite team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So theory and conjecture. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, as usual. And uh, I have a hot take on this episode. I know Tori has one on the next one, or at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a couple hot takes on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so mine is that they don't talk about Frankenstein or Frankenstein monster at all in this episode, and it is total bullshit. Yeah. So you talk about the secrets of life. I want some fucking Frankenstein. So also these next two episodes are very exploring the mysteries of life and discussing the top science and pseudoscience of 45 years ago, which can really only go two ways, boredom or ridiculousness. So strap in for adventure. Yeah. I also, I have a minor confession to make. So I did watch this episode like when we were originally supposed to record it, however long ago that was. Mm, Um, I tried to watch it last night. 45 years ago. (laughs) I fell asleep. (laughs) <laughs> well, I was trying to watch it, so I don't I don't know how fresh this is in my mind. Probably not very fresh, so it was pretty boring. It's not a great one. Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about the secrets of life, we have to start with the vastness of space. Scientists believe the universe exploded into being 15 billion years ago and formed countless galaxies of 100 billion stars. On our planet Earth, life developed and evolved over 3 billion years. Since the dawn of time, people have wondered, what is the essence of life? <gasps> I mean, yeah. yeah. What is Several it? hundred years ago, with a microscope, the basic building block of life was discovered, the cell. Ooh. 100 trillion cells comprise a human being. I didn't fact check that. There's some numbers in the next episode. <laughs> I know they're totally wrong, so I probably should have checked this one. But anyway. The most remarkable capacity of the cell is to grow and divide. And then while we're talking about all this, they keep cutting back and forth between cells doing cell stuff and what I call the 1970 equivalent of the Eves from X-Files. Two oh, little twin yeah. girls who are kind of creepy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they are kind of creepy. The twins were creepy. Yeah, I mean, twi- twins in general are kind of creepy, especially, and I don't want to be misogynistic, but twin girls are especially creepy for some reason. I don't know why, but they are. <laughs> So, yeah, and I'm speaking as someone who was married to a twin. So, right. even though I never got to see her as a twin. So, twenty-one days is all it takes for cells to grow and divide and result in the birth of a baby mouse. What mysterious forces control these processes and the development of organs like the heart? Mm. I mean, that's a good question. Since the 1950s, science has revolutionized our understanding. Part of the solution is chromosomes. They transmit the blueprint of life from generation to generation. Chromosomes are composed of genes, and genes are composed of DNA. Whoa. 
I always think of, yeah, I always think of Jurassic Park and the little animated DNA guy. And then I also think of um, That Spells DNA, which is the song by Jonathan Colton. And those are the two things I think of when DNA comes up. Uh, this episode reminded me of, and funny because it's about the same time when I was in the second grade, I was moved up to the eighth grade for a short period of time. Um, oh. It was handled extremely poorly. And they were talking about jeans and I thought they were talking about pants and uh-huh. that didn't work out very well. And I got put in, in the third grade <laughs> and then I started a food fight and I got put back in the second grade. So, uh, yeah, but no, they oh, just like one, like one day I was in second grade and the next day I was in eighth grade and it was messed up. <laughs> yeah. That is really <laughs> fucked up actually. So, yeah. DNA uses only four chemical units in endless combinations to encode all of the forms of life that we know. The wonder of DNA is most visible in identical twins. Lisa and Ingrid, who are, Nick says, the 1970s Eves. They're a couple of twins. They're kind of cute, but they're also, like you said, a little creepy. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're fine. Hopefully they're doing well now, wherever they are. They are alike down to their freckles and tiny nicks on their ears. And that's like notches, not like me on their ear. They have like little tiny images of me on their ears. That would be even creepier. <laughs> so <laughs> That'd be very weird. <laughs> like little angels and devils on your shoulder. Just little me's on your ears. No, don't do that. No, do that. It's too creepy. Yeah. <laughs> As scientists better understand the structure of life, it becomes easier to alter it. The technology can be developed, and some of it already exists. <gasps> and then we get more creepy twin footage, which actually is the end of the twin footage. They don't come back to Ingrid and Lisa at all. So, yeah. But we do learn that currently, once a child is born, its genetic structure is fixed. If it's faulty, little can be done. However, some genetic defects can be detected during pregnancy. Some risks increase with the age of the mother. And we see, like, someone getting tested. They put a big needle in her stomach, (coughs) take some cells out, and they take the cells from the fetus, and they put them in a nutrient broth, which is a quote, in which they can live and grow. And then once they have formed enough cells, then they can be tested. And on these, the chromosomes are fine. But if the genetic structure of healthy cells is damaged, the result may be cancer. No. Renegade cells grow out of control, invading healthy tissue. And so now it's laboratory rats with tumor time, which is always nice. And we learn that cancer has more DNA than normal cells, and computers can aid in identifying the amount of DNA in each chromosome. The system they're using is so exact, it can tell the difference between chromosomes inherited from the mother and those inherited from the father. (gasps) The 1970s is science gone crazy. So Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. With this technology, we begin our journey into advanced genetic research. With laser scalpels, we can cut through microscopic cells. It is so precise that it can snip out individual chromosomes and even bits of genes. Individual chromosomes can be targeted and eliminated without destroying the cell or preventing it from dividing. Now these defects will not be passed on to future cells. Other biologists have developed even more precise techniques of genetic engineering. 
They can splice up DNA itself without destroying its ability to play the game of life. They could create new life forms. Ooh. For example, they could create new dinosaurs that are less interesting than the original <laughs> dinosaurs and then use them in their trilogy in the worst <laughs> movie that could possibly be made with dinosaurs. I'm just saying. The Melt Volcano one is still really bad. I haven't even finished the third one, so I don't know. That one's probably bad, too. But I know that Alan Grant shows up and Ellie Sadler, so I'm assuming that it's at least a little bit better than the ridiculous one. Anyway, it's fine. Dinosaurs Do the kids show up, too? No, no. And like, I, I remember them showing like up. this weird time jump. So like the dinosaurs got loose on the mainland and then there's like this time jump that dinosaurs are just now part of life wandering around, but they don't show one like rampaging through a Costco, which literally is all I want in life is velociraptors rampaging through Costco. I don't know why that's so hard. But anyway. Oh, I remember you wanted them in Target specifically. But Yeah, well, Costco too. Costco's more of a warehouse situation. I feel like that would be worse. But yeah, Target would work too. Uh, Anyway. Maybe I just saw a recent photo of like the kids. Like, you know, like they do those like, what do they look like now thing? Oh, yeah. I I don't think they do. But I I haven't. I, I started watching it on New Year's Eve. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, you want to come play some games on Zoom? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play games on Zoom because this movie's boring. So I turned it off and I have never finished it. So and I did not get that far. I think I got to where Chris Pratt shows up again. And I was like, oh, God. okay." so (laughs) Star Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in real life in the 70s, the scientists use the bacterium E. coli as a test bed for genetic manipulation splicing plant and animal dna into it scientists are getting closer to the secrets of life <gasps> this is a commercial i thought it was funny because they talk about how like e coli is like a bacteria in the stomach that we don't really know what purpose it serves <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna chop it up and use it so that's cool also i always get e coli and ebola mixed up for some reason and so I was oh like, what? yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah ebola is a lot worse for sure yeah So, yeah. So the heart of rock and roll is a beaten. And we learned that since discovering DNA, scientists have been able to manipulate the very essence of life. And I kind of felt like there was a butt coming. And there is, but it's actually much later. So I was, my timing was a little off. So... We learn that they give the splice bacteria some food and then gently shake it. And it does not look gentle. It kind of made me sick watching it Uh move around like that. Yeah, they Um, kind of froth it up like you do with yeast when you're baking bread. Yeah, also, those are Erlenmeyer flasks they're using. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you want your X-Files adjacentness. There you go. In less than 24 hours, each bacterium can multiply 100 billion fold. Whoa. Which, if you want to be nerd time, so that is 2 to the 37, roughly. So about 1.5 divisions per hour. Again, I don't know if that number is just a made-up number or not. Like, if that's what the cell division of E. coli is. But, like, using 100 billion, that's what would have happened if it was 24 hours. So, Hmm. that's like 2 to the 37.5 to get, like, right on 100 billion, roughly. But anyway. Then they use a detergent, which I think is not, like, Tide or something. I think it's actually like a scientific detergent kind of thing. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. But they use it to burst open the cell walls and then the DNA strands just spill out. Blah. 
And some of this DNA, ones called plasmids, will accept any DNA that is spliced into them and can be separated from the other DNA by a centrifuge. Oh. And then once the other DNA is spliced into plasmids, this is called recombinant DNA and can be reinserted into the cells of bacteria, giving them new genes. Therefore, these are new life forms. Whoa. Recombinant DNA could clone insulin-creating genes to combat diabetes. They used rat insulin genes. If they can be successful using human genes, it would create an unlimited resource of insulin without the side effects of animal insulin in the treatment of diabetes. Or even be able to allow individuals to create their own insulin by correcting faulty cells in their bodies. I mean, I'm glad to know we've solved that problem, that insulin is widely available and basically free now, and Wilford Brimley doesn't have to worry about diabetes anymore. So, oh, wait, that's not what happened, is it? I mean, it is widely available. It's just bogarted by a couple evil corporations, and now people have to pay out the nose for it because Mm. our system is a hot mess. I mean, the future is bright, so grab some shades. Because gene splicing (laughs) may create entirely new realms of biology. Whoa. Scientists have even begun to map the uncharted terrain of the chromosome. We may be able to engineer our genes and take control of our destinies, or even uncover the complete knowledge of the secret of life. Whoa. So they're talking about gene mapping here, DNA mapping, DNA, which we've now done in reality. Yes. Yeah, and sometimes watching a show from the 70s has some drawbacks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The information is not entirely up to date. Yeah. But is it possible to explain life in terms of chemicals and molecules? Or are there profound mysteries beyond the gene? (gasps) Commercial. Let me come back. Well, raising hopes of great advances in medicine and biology, recumbent DNA research has also created a major controversy. Tinkering with the stuff of life is not without risks. Some people are afraid that a bit of DNA spliced into a harmless bacterium could create a deadly germ. Others fear that mixing genes from different species could have unpredictable effects on evolution. Government agencies have enacted strict controls for recumbent DNA research. Most scientists say that if these guidelines are followed... Genetic engineering is not dangerous. With today's technology, we can only add a few foreign genes to bacteria. But a hundred years from now, we may be able to mold genetic structure as freely as a sculptor shapes clay. The question is, will we be ready for the power to change life? Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. (sighs) Dr. Ian Malcolm, 1993. That's it. I haven't got nothing to say about this episode, honestly. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. This episode was kind of boring. Again, most of it's pretty outdated. So, I mean, it's I guess it's a little fascinating, but it's good if you have insomnia. Yeah, there's a link in the show notes to um, a cut of Wilford Brimley saying diabetes versus someone else saying diabetes from an infomercial. That's entertaining. If you want to watch that after this, yeah. that's cool. Enjoy yourself. So. Yeah. Otherwise, we uh, uncovered the secrets of life, I guess. 
Did we? I mean, we got CRISPR now, so. Yeah, but. I guess I guess we uncovered those a little bit later. But you know, they were in search of them, and they would be excited to know that things have progressed. So I guess that's something. I want to rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick <laughs> and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. Episode production design and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz and The Truth is What We Make of It by The Agrarians. Our X-Files adjacent episodes are where we cover television and films that are, you guessed it, X-Files adjacent. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time and together we'll try to figure out if, if the, the truth, truth is still out there. there. This episode was this episode. This episode <laughs> was written and produced by. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, we can do this. We know how to oh. podcast. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's funny because on this one, I looked up the whole um, Wilford Brimley thing about diabetes versus <laughs> diabetes, and so like pronouncing things wrong is also fun. Anyway, <laughs> diabetes. Actually, I actually linked to the video, like a link of him just like saying diabetes and someone else saying diabetes, like during a infomercial. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, okay. So, you got diabetes.